We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pacific Catch Post Game Show. Across from me, I got Aaron Larsoul. Aaron, how you doing, man? I'm well. You know, people have been asking me this all day, and, and uh, I think for the holidays, maybe this is this is true for everybody. But I, I end up cooking a lot for my family and have a lot of entertaining to do. So the holidays are both extremely tiring and relaxing, kind of at the same time. So I'm well. Thank you. Glad we got a, a bunch more hoops to. Uh, to watch so well you know you should have just ordered some ramen from our friends over at uh pacific catch is it still undefeated when you get the uh the the specific bowl or the warrior still it's 100 so they they debuted the winter noodle time menu Mm -hmm. let's call it uh thanksgiving ish okay and the warriors are four no when i get myself some Pacific Catch Noodle Time takeout. Okay. Now I, I, like I know this. what the listeners are thinking. Why are you not getting it for every game? So reasonable question. And the reality is, I'm selfish. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's good. Everyone should give it a try. Um, I'm I'm seeing photos of Joey Lightyears just fist bumping. I think we need to. I think we call it out. Tonight was the Jonathan Kuminga game for the Golden yes. State Warriors. Is that who he's fist bumping? Is that what you're seeing? I mean, it's just you know, anytime, Everybody. anytime the young guys win, it's a Joey Lightyear's victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and you know, take take victory lap. But Warriors win 110, 105 over the Charlotte Hornets, and uh, you know, multiple things we could talk about. They were up 18. They gave it away for a few minutes there. I was like, oh, they're gonna really throw this one away. And then Jonathan Kuminga, I would say, more than anyone, kind of physically inserted his will in a Mm -hmm. game that kind of exemplified why they wanted a player like him, right? 15 straight threes they miss, uh, kind of just a jump shooting back and forth slog, just dying for someone to physically impose their will. And he's not at the stage of like, I'm going to take over the game offensively, but it was uh, a big physical defensive play, some mm-hmm. key rebounds, and just kind of asserting force in a way that, like, you know, guys like Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, great as they are, it's not their game. 
So this has long been the Warriors thing, and it has long been the teams that have given them the most problems are the young teams, the athletic teams, you know, long and athletic teams. You can go back to 2016, uh, you know, the series, the series against OKC with Ibaka and and uh, and Westbrook and, and Durant and all that um, and Roberson. And I think part of the reason why uh, those teams have given the Warriors problems and why the Warriors want those kind of guys also is it because it provides options. It provides dimensionality, if that's a word. I think it is. The Warriors have never been, I mean, even with Durant, the Warriors have never even been really functional offensively without Steph. The entire system is built around Steph. And so when Steph isn't there, it bogs down. Um, and they don't have guys that can create. Jordan Poole is the exception to that, but he's small. When you have those kind of guys like Jonathan Kaminga, those are the guys that can get you, I call them playoff buckets. Like when you have nothing else yeah. going, when the Warriors can't get their system stuff, when they're getting punked physically by the opposition, Kaminga, as he showed with a couple buckets late tonight, um, is one of those guys that can physically just impose his will and go get you a bucket, go get well, a tough and, and, two. And that's the whole worst thing. It's like no one is better at leveraging their shooting to get easy buckets than the Warriors. But at a certain point, you can only do so much like intricate passing to get a shot. Right. Sometimes you just need a guy who can force it down their throat. Right. And go, that was just, a, just go get me one. You need a, you know, Kawhi or DeMar DeRozan or somebody who can go get you a sure. two. And Kaminga, when there was nothing else going, he got that steal um, and then kind of pushed it and Clay missed that three. But it, it was, and then had the little floater against Hayward. Just uh, it and they were trying to run. Will. They were trying to run split action for him. There was the Warriors had nothing going offensively until he decided to physically impose as well. They had a split action with him that ended up in a Draymond three. Like that, that's just terrible offense. <laughs> until Kaminga did the like, hey, There's I'm gonna a, go get a bucket. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, it's exciting because I feel like we can all talk to timelines. We can all say like, oh, Wiseman's farther behind than we thought or moody's not really but like if you don't look at it you know at least kuminga has been the guy who's progressed the most this year uh and it, it's positive to see him that way because uh, with them letting guys like gp2 and auto go mm -hmm. is a big gamble that young guy was going to step up and kuminga you know we're we're not even to the new year there's still a lot of season left like majority of it to be yeah. honest so, you know, but like on he's he's taken a step. And if you were to ask you, if you asked me preseason, he was my pick. He's still mm -hmm. my pick mm -hmm. to be the guy who's going to play the most minutes in the playoffs, because we know big wings like it, there's no number of them you can have. That's too many in a playoff series. Yeah. And, you know, shooting shooting issues aside, he's still figuring that out. And everything aside, like he looks like he's profiling to be a player who can play in, in legitimate playoff minutes, and that's pretty exciting. Yeah, so that's I think that's what it is. And and you on this show, I, I listen to your show. I'm an avid listener. <laughs> um, you guys have lamented this, and and everybody, all all the writers uh, that cover the team have lamented this, and fans have lamented this on Twitter and in calls on your show. Um, the strength in numbers stuff just is bullshit now. Just like it's just like doesn't exist. Because there isn't a 15th guy. Uh, Iguodala hasn't played yet. That's two empty roster spots. 
Baldwin and, and who's the little the point guard? Hey, hey, let's let's give let's give some Rollins. love to to Ty Jerome and Anthony Lando. Right, but you're, you're they, mentioning they, Ryan Rollins, they, but yeah, right, Ryan Rollins. Yeah, they need those guys, right? They have maybe among the best two way guys. Maybe they're the two best two way guys in the league. Maybe, but they need them, right? And then Kaminga wasn't playing, and Moody wasn't giving anything, and Wiseman was in the G League. So the fact that I think now. I, first of all, I agree with you. I think the fact that we can now, at least in my opinion, and it sounds like in yours, say definitively that Jonathan Kaminga can be a rotation guy in the playoffs, um, I think is very, very meaningful. How good is he going to be? He'll still have moments where he looks lost, but like he is a rotation guy in the playoffs. And I think also very meaningfully, you saw this on the Christmas Day game, he is assuming the GP2 role. Now, he's not nearly as good at it, but he is a guy that physically can slide his feet and move with John Morant and bother, you know, those kind of ball handlers, which is what GP2 was so good at, especially now with Wiggins you know, not being. You know what I also um, love about him is I, he's pretty competitive. You can see, yeah. oh yeah, you can see that he um, he's annoyed. He doesn't get thirty five minutes a game, mm-hmm. and. Um, he gets he he gets annoyed that a guy like John Morant thinks he can't guard him, uh, and and there's yeah, and like he had the, it's the a little about irrational it, right? confidence, but like also it's exactly what you want. Like he doesn't so, strike me as a guy who's going to get shook in the moment. If you look, know. I don't. I, I, I've said for a million years on this show and everywhere else uh, publicly, like I was I colonized Wiseman Island, right? So I don't want to like pick on James. But the comparison between the two, and James has like had some nice moments the last couple of games. I too. thought today was a, a, a yeah very positive growth. But yeah. the, the it's it's much easier. Like Jonathan Kamingo, who is like chomping at the bit, is furious and competitive, and is trying to run all over the place, and is a bull in a china shop. It is much easier to rein in that aggressiveness and that enthusiasm than to try to imbue it that spirit into somebody. Which like uh, it's too early to say anything definitively about Wiseman. But it doesn't, it seems like Wiseman gets in his own head and gets kind of introverted and down and disappointed when it's not going well. And, uh, and Kaminga seems to get more competitive and angry. And yeah. that is, it's, I would rather have try to like rein some of that in than try to, you know, nudge that into somebody else. Yeah, for sure. Um, let, let's, let's go bigger picture on this game. Look, they were up 18 against mm-hmm. a Charlotte Hornets team on a back-to-back in what should have been a blowout game. so That beat them in Charlotte, by the way. So I don't I don't want to be like, you know, wow, turning point win of the season. But end of the day, this Warriors team needs wins. Mm-hmm. They've thrown way too many games away. 2-0 starting the homestand here. And as ugly as this is, they haven't won ugly games this year. That's kind of been the issue with them. They... If they won ugly games, they're the four seed in the West right now. They, I can think of five games on top of my head where I'm like, "How do you lose that game in Utah? Detroit, Charlotte? How do you lose Indiana games? Yeah, exactly. You know, like yeah. games which aren't even down to like you know Orlando getting punked by someone making a better shot. It's more down to like you didn't show up. And so they, you know, at a certain point, you need to start racking up W's because if you don't, you're the eleven or the 10th seed, which is not what they want to be. And so they did that, and they did that without Steph Curry. And let's talk a little Jordan Poole here, because mm-hmm. I thought overall he played a pretty good game. And uh, he's had a rough go of it in the early part of the season, but this spell without Steph is starting to feel like exactly what he needs to just like 
figure it out in some ways. Like in some ways, he might be the guy. Who Are you just sure we need... haven't figured it out? What do you mean? So you know what it looks like? It looks like the end of last year without Steph. He's not as hot as he's shooting, right? So he's not putting up those. Sure, he's one, he wasn't hitting his threes, and at the end of last year, he couldn't miss from three. Right. But yeah. But it feels like I mean I think maybe we figured it out. He just when he starts, he's that guy. And when he doesn't start, he kind of isn't. Now, what to do about that? It's fine without Steph and without Wiggins. I I, I don't know. Like, do you, I mean, are we, like, are we saying Draymond's, you have are we like saying a, Draymond's the best player on the team? Because when you put pool around Draymond, he gets to kind of roam a little bit, play a little more off ball and play. He, he doesn't have to be a point guard is basically think, what it comes I, down to. I mean, I think Draymond's which, the third best player on the team. Yes. He's the be- he's the best available player. Yes, sure. Um, I'm not going to disagree with you. I mean, because uh, he can because Poole does some of the like the stuff in with the the ways in which Draymond is effective offensively playing off Steph. You know, Jordan Poole does a whatever 78 percent version of that of what 80, Steph does. 84 so it, to 87. Sure, me. Sure. Okay. So it allows uh so it allows Draymond to still do some of the similar things. It's just not going to work as well because no one's Steph, but. Yeah, it, it allows Draymond to be much more effective. And I don't know what the Warriors do about it. You're not going to bench, like, the real answer is maybe you bench Clay, which is, like, just a non-starter. So I don't know what the Warriors do about it unless they are going to, in the playoffs, play the pool party lineup and just bench Looney, who so that, is a robot and can do anything two, and doesn't care. There's two thoughts in my head, which is um, either you adjust the offense you run when Draymond's not on the floor, more people think the offense is for Steph. I still think the offense is more for Draymond and he's worth it because he does so many things to help you win the game, including getting you out to transition and getting you a lot of easy buckets just by virtue of running. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of feel like the offense is predicated more on like, how do we bring the most out of this player who is very smart and does a bunch of stuff, but maybe isn't, meant to stand the corner in a pick and roll offense right no no um he's not gonna stand in the dunker spot either no um i think so i i I guess one slight i do think it is a steph offense which is why even with really good talent it doesn't work without steph so i guess my like uh to try to put a finer point on it i think it the offense is more about the synergy of draymond and steph than it is draymond sure but what i'm what i'm so so to bring this back to jordan pool um they're they're they've tried to solve it when Steph was healthy by kind of staggering Steph and Draymond a little more, getting Draymond with the second unit a mm-hmm. little bit, which which definitely helps. It's it like did. you know you have the adult with the the, the young. And the second unit between. was also a disaster until. I mean, Draymond it's it's like him. you compound it when you throw a bunch of kids around pool and you're like Jordan. It's time for you to be the to be Chris Paul with a bunch of nineteen year olds. Right, like right. You, yeah. you know that's it's kind of unfair. Probing Steve Nash, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, it does kind of point to like they could use another veteran to play with the second unit in some ways. Um, it's, you know, whatever. We, we got a month till trade deadline. We'll walk through all those machinations a million times over when it comes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to ask you this. What did you think of Clay's games today? Um, so obviously he was really hot from the start. And again, like I think I've said this on your show before. I don't think anyone, certainly nobody in the NBA presently, and maybe in NBA history gets as hot as Clay gets, gets just as terrifyingly white hot as, as Clay gets. Um, but I, I mean, some of the same issues, especially late, um, Clay still presses offensively because he's not who he was. Will he ever get back there? I doubt it, but maybe. Um, and then he gets into bad habits, um, you know, kind of fading and hunt, hunting shots and fading. And um, but he's one thing going, I was going out shooting, no matter no he, matter what yes, you right. he's yeah, one thing like he's going out on a sword or on a shield yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Um, yeah. Oh, he's getting. I mean, you can see like if you watch the game, maybe less so in person, but if you're watching the game on TV. You can kind of get a feel for Clay, and you can just say like, "This is going up." Like Clay shooting this. Period. It doesn't matter if it's a good shot. If he he may think he has a good one, and then has to reload it and take put it on the ground. Yeah. He still struggles dribbling the ball. One thing I was though impressed with, and this is a thing uh, with him and Wiseman, is their pick and roll chemistry is much better than I suspected it would be. I mean, like. Isn't it I don't, kind of I funny? Don't, it's better it feels than like cool. Clay is the best pick and roll partner for whatever reason. Maybe it's because he's looking for him. Maybe it's because Clay is not going to over dribble. Um, and for maybe whatever all, reason, maybe it's all of the above. And maybe it, because Clay is a little slower um, off the bounce than Steph is, or Jordan Poole is, or probably that's so, even that's Draymond. So, that's so funny. But you, he actually seems you are to, correct. He actually seems the to, timing is right. Wiseman sets like more substantial screens for Clay. It seems than anybody else. Maybe it's just because. You know, you he's setting better screens now that he's back, but I think do it's you the, think it's because Clay has taken him out on the boat could and be. maybe yeah. maybe scared him in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> right, we're gonna leave you out here. Yeah, it's like tie in, tie in, you and hold the screen him, yeah. until I say. Other, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe Clay is intimidating. So I, I don't know if it's a combination. It's probably a combination of all of it. And like Clay is not a great passer, but like he is established enough in the league. This is why I said, like, I didn't know how much help it was going to be for James to go down to the G league. It seems like it has been, but because those guys are not looking to get anybody else involved. And some of that seems to be the case with Ty Jerome too. And definitely with pool that they're looking for themselves, Ty Jerome to establish himself in the league. He's looking for his own thing. Um, And clay maybe is established enough that like, he doesn't care. He's just trying to get a bucket. Um, Maybe he likes James. But the screens seem to be better when Clay is the ball handler. I my guess is it's Clay's lack of ball handling, and he's coming off slower, so it gives James more time to set one 
just better, sturdy just fashion, better but rhythm. It's, yeah, they, they move at the same pace. They are so from what to my eye, I don't know if the numbers support this. There's probably only like five instances of this yes. in their career. That's, that's the other part I was gonna say. But yeah. it's a small sample size, but to my eye, it looks like the best pick and roll partner for Wiseman is Clay, which was a shock to me. I agree, I agree with you on that. That's actually a great uh call out on it because it's um you wouldn't expect it, but those and I count three in this game. But they were all effective. Every one of them turned into a good shot. Wiseman had that finger roll, mm-hmm. splitting the defense, which was just like beautiful. And literally, like those are the type of plays where you're like, yeah, yeah, I can't trade this guy. That's that's too. Well, they aren't anyway. trading him. They aren't anyway. But like you know right. what I'm saying. Like those are the plays where you're like, they this get you nothing, very like, excited about the Warriors roster potential. is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, like, that, that's either you're not trading Kaminga either. And I, I don't, I don't really does anybody want to go Moody? down that rabbit hole? My, my point is, like, those are the plays that get you really excited about who can be. Those as are the ones where you go, like, oh yeah, that's why he was the second pick. Exactly. That's I, just, like, I don't see seven footers move like that and and have that kind of like silky touch and that sort of stuff. So anyway, um, your point is accurate. Let's talk a little Wiseman because I thought today was um, a positive game for him. Mm-hmm. definitely building upon the Christmas day game. He played 10 minutes tonight, uh, ended with a uh, eight points, two rebounds plus one. He had a, I think he had a really strong early stint when he came in. And then he did what young players do, which was kind of fell asleep. And the other team got a little run on him a mm-hmm. little bit, but anyway, you want to slice it. Like I, it does feel a little Jordan Poolish, where he goes down to the G League and he just he just has a better idea of what he wants to do when he yes. plays the Warriors. Like before he went to Santa Cruz, I'm like, this dude's not an NBA player. What is going on here? And now it's at least like, okay, he's clearly an NBA player, and they have there's work to be done to figure out who he can be. But like he he seems to have basic concepts of what he should be doing figured out. So. When I say like I didn't think it was going to be all that useful for him to go, it was that on the offensive end. On the defensive end, getting all those reps and you know because there are like the 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 G League is full of guards that can get buckets. Sure. And so like getting those pick and roll reps, how far to come out, how deep to drop, um, what to challenge, what not to challenge. I think he has improved. I, there's still he goes like in sometimes he's like hesitant to try to go affect a shot. Then sometimes he uh, goes too late and then leaves it off for whoever is behind him. Um, but some of that is on some of his help also. Um, but I mean, yeah, you see, like the, the again, like there are still even in his the worst of times, there are those like those flash moments. Even in his worst games, there are those flash moments where you go, "Oh yeah." Um, and look, I think that I don't think he was as good tonight as he was on Christmas. Um, no. But the fact that, like, it's not a regression, right? It's something, like, still... And, look, development is not linear, right? Progress is not linear. But the fact that it wasn't, like, a big step back, um, I think speaks to the fact that he should probably stay in the rotation, um, you know, especially without Steph and and, and Wiggins. The, the, the Warriors just don't have any size. They just They just don't have functional size. So... Having him around just to like absorb some fouls, he still fouls way too much, but absorb some fouls, challenge some shots, like all the stuff that it looks like is slowly coming along. 
I don't think he's a playoff player yet, but I, I do think he, at this point, should get like he he should get seven minutes every night. And if it's going well, okay, maybe he gets twelve tonight. Um, I think you said you said he was a plus one, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe I I don't know where I heard this stat, but that would make the first time this season, maybe the first time in his career, he's had back to back positive plus minus games, Correct. and his fourth positive game uh, on the season. And that's really all you can ask for. He's growing. Yeah. He's yeah. growing. Hey, whether you think he's going to come around to be that player in the playoffs or you want to trade him. And I know the Lightyear's listeners are mixed on that one. <laughs> and I'm not here to argue with you. It's Neither of those are happening if he's not progressing as a player. So, that, like, everyone should be hoping for that. And that that's a positive. Um, I want to ask you. Okay, so the Warriors are now 2-0. and on the homestand. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I don't want to say stolen against Memphis, but if you looked at the homestand, you would have said that's probably going to be a loss. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, what would you like to see this homestand end at the eight game homestand? And what do you think they, they need to do to kind of like establish momentum? Because it seems like Steph's coming back after the homestand. I'm not, Counting right. on him playing. You're thinking like two games. and a half, three weeks, right? That's what you're thinking. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm tenth, thirteenth, somewhere in there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, as the tenth, the last game of the homestand, is that right? And then the thirteenth is the first one mm-hmm. on the road. So I think this is kind of like you know how you when you uh, in, in a playoff series, let's say you start a playoff series on the road, sure, and you win the first game. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, you're whatever the lower seed, and you win the first game on the road. And you kind of feel like you did your job, right? Like you want to you want to go on the road and you get one of you, you want to get, get one. Of the, yeah, you want to go home one one. Yeah. So then, like the mentality you take towards the second one, there's some human nature which is like, okay, we kind of accomplished the job. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that says, okay, let's get greedy. So I don't, I never think that. I I don't think that any in, like unless it's you're down to the last game of the season, right? And you win and or you go home. I never, I don't think of games as must win, but I think there are like must reach a certain threshold stretches right so for this eight game homestand was tonight a must win no was it a must win if they had lost to uh to memphis no but i think you need to go like especially considering at the some competition, point you need to start you need winning to, some games you need to go like five and three so are any yeah. of any individual game must wins no but like five of these are must wins out of pick which mm-hmm. ones you want but i think that and this is the problem with giving away, you know, the Orlando game and the Detroit game exactly. and the Indiana game. And like, so now you do have to win some you're not supposed to win. So I don't think because they gave those games away with Steph earlier in the year, I don't think you get to say like, all right, we were trying to go five and three or six and two, you know, whatever. And oh, sure. you got the Memphis one. You didn't think so. So, okay, the goal is the same. No, I don't think so anymore. Um, I think this is the tax for giving those games away. So I think whatever you thought the Warriors needed to go five and three or six and two, you need to, you need to elevate it or seven and one, whatever you need to elevate it by one game because they got the hardest one. And I don't think because they gave those games away earlier, I don't think they get, they had, they haven't banked any. So you still have to, they need to win. What are there? Six more. I think they need to go like four and two at minimum. I mean, and that'd be great. You go six and two on the homestand. I think if you told anyone pre homestand six and two without Steph, world you know let's throw the parade basically at so. this point it might be without wiggins too do we, do we have any idea what's going on yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he got let me, let me he's cleared that. to play but was he today fine. and tomorrow he's fine 
And maybe Friday? What what the light years doctors can confirm oh, he'll be okay. fine on Friday. Okay. Um, I feel very confident in that one. How do we know he's gonna be sick tomorrow? You know, it was a weird release. I don't I don't know. It was just a weird release. The the <laughs> I hear what you're leak. saying. If when a player's sick, they never rule him out for the following. Right, day. He's clear like, hey, we'll, today, but we'll he's say, sick. Okay. Like, yes, he's out tonight. Anyway. And he's not playing tomorrow. And we don't know about Friday. That it's a weird like news dump. The Warriors, by the way, have the best home record in the NBA, which is the most bizarre thing on earth because the Memphis Grizzlies lost to the Phoenix Suns today. What I like to call the fraud Super Bowl. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think Dallas is a bigger fraud than Memphis. I don't think although, although, take, although I don't think anyone takes Dallas as serious. As Luca had. Um, did you see Luca's line tonight? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Luca is. So I I refuse to put them in um, one. They were in the 60, they were, 20, 60, 20, and 10 is 60, like, 21, and 10. Okay, yeah, that last rebound is important to the line, but yes, I hear you. Um, hey, look, Dallas was in the, the West Finals last year, yeah, because Phoenix are frauds. Phoenix, yes, I think Phoenix are frauds. I, I despise Memphis, but I don't think I don't think they're frauds, I just think they're not there yet. And I, they like to talk more, they're more excited about where they're going than you, you and steps. I, you and I are just old, where it's just like. No, you got to get. I mean, look, this, this is the way of the NBA. You got to get your head lumped up a couple times before you reach that mountaintop. Over under on the Memphis Grizzlies achieving more than the Lob City Clippers. Oh no, I think it's right there. I think that's like exactly the right comp. Like you're gonna <laughs> after after it blows up, you know, after Triple J demands a trade or something. After it blows up, you're gonna look back and be like, "Wait, you guys didn't." ever make it out of the second round like you guys yeah, you, never you, won anything what like, look at all these guys <laughs> you had you never won anything i think that's what it's going to be so push okay i like that all right um it's Tim. Hard. like winning is winning is hard winning is hard that's true winning is really hard right and there's all these teams that you think are going to go on forever the warriors included and it just are whatever okc they lost they they I mean, went 12 and lost and we're like the oh they'll Pel- be back the all Pelicans the time nope. are- the Pelicans are the one, and I actually think they have a, a shot at it. But, like, would it shock you if Zion never got healthy at the right time and the Pelicans were more of a uh, an idea than a deep playoff team? Like, it's hard. Like you said, it's hard. This? I, I will put this – the number of titles, this iteration of Memphis, you know, the Jaw and Triple J and Bain, et cetera, et cetera, and the B.I. – CJ, Zion, et cetera, Pelicans, and probably a nice pick from the Lakers. I will put combined titles at half. And, and a toss. I still, <laughs> I'd still probably take the under. Winning is fucking, it's fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of things got to go right for you to be that team. Everyone can be the up-and-comer, but to be the one who gets to the end of it, that's tough. Warriors know about that. We got a couple of voicemails. I think All we should right. get to them and then we'll just call it call it short for the night. Okay. Hey guys, this is RJ again. I think it's safe to say that the Charlotte Hornets got cummed on by Jonathan Kaminga. Come bucket. Go Warriors. All right. That was not where I was expecting that to go. Tim, Tim, quality control, bro. That is not where I was expecting that to go. Um, uh, Kaminga was Kaminga was 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 really good. 
I think what was the I, whoever whoever that caller was. I mean, I what's your sexual uh, preference proclivities? All that he looked, sounded like he'd had a few beverages. Uh, yeah, he, he enjoyed that's, the that's, Warriors win. Look, man, everyone's off. We're between Christmas that's and right. New Year's. That's right. Yeah. Um, my my question for you is let's let's end it here. What is your what is your uh, realistic upside take for Kuminga mm-hmm. at the end of this season i'm not talking about in three years because yeah, i've yeah. already i've already penciled him to the hall of fame um <laughs> i need to know i need to know what you think is a realistic ceiling for him you to got a hall of fame huh? uh you know it's okay. neither here nor there i actually I, I i tend to always be super optimistic with the young guys yeah um you got them uh, they did on, uh, on like a collective macro, in like a macro sense yeah, um, yeah my question for you is what do you think is achievable for Kuminga in the next six months? Because that's yeah. what really matters. This is a let's 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 pull this back. Let's be honest. This team won the title last year. No mm-hmm. matter, I mean, it's a height of cockiness to be like, I want to do three things at once. Like they should repeat. So they should be at least their goal should be to repeat. Yes. Is my point. Yes. Um, and so the question should be, what can Kuminga give you in context of? June of 2023. So on a, on a, with the, the wind horse, whatever that podcast hoop collective or something, they, the mm-hmm. latest episode they did um, because Dame just passed uh, Clyde Drexler to become the all time leading scorer for the Blazers. And they were talking about which uh, active players had a chance to become their franchise all time leading scorer. Sounds like you have Kaminga penciled into past Steph to be the Warriors <laughs> all-time leading scorer. No, 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 no. Not quite. Okay, yeah. so uh, six months from now or, you know, whatever, April, May, Ju- May, June, Kaminga, what is the ceiling for him? I think the ceiling for him is, you know, 22, 25 minutes a game in the playoffs. What I think is a realistic expectation at this point is somebody that is going to play a rot- rotation guy in the playoffs um, that's going to play um, every game and can even be in some closing lineups matchup dependent. Um, You know, if you, he is going to be, I mean, Wiggins is too, but Wiggins has fallen off a little bit this year. Um, Mm. He is still defensively uh, his on ball defense has, has taken a step back a little bit. So Kaminga may be the best option against Dame against jaw. Um, against those kind of and not so much Chris Paul, but like those kind of guys, um, the quicker lead ball handlers, he's probably Wiggins is probably the best, the best for, for Brandon Ingram, but like those quick, like it, I think, I think Kaminga should take a spell on, on Luca, who we were talking about, even though they're frauds and who knows if they're going to actually make the playoffs. So, but I think sure. like matchup, matchup dependent, do you I think, think he Kaminga can... can be like a real weapon in, do in you think series. he can? Do you think he can fill in for Gary Payton the second's role last year? Yes. Um, with see, so this is kind of strange. I, yes, I think he can with like fifteen to twenty percent more offense and fifteen to twenty percent less effective defense. Sure. The problem is the offensive stuff for GP two is just a bonus. And like he was out there to guard. And if Kaminga can't do that quite as well, um, mm. that matters more. But it, again, in certain matchups, I think he's probably the best option. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I agree. I think he can um, look, GP is one of one in terms of like 
get underneath you and drive a ball handler insane. So yeah. he's like just the most unique player. But I do think Kuminga can play that role. And honestly, GP2 is playing 20 minutes per game in the finals. If Kuminga is playing 20 minutes per game in the finals, that's a win. Even yeah, if it Kuminga's looks like broken even elbow if it jumper. Looks, no, but even if it looks different, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, even, yeah. If, even if the things he's doing is a little different. That's but a, like that's some a of the slashing, some of the yeah. the dunker spot stuff. Like some of that, his offensive role is is pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and Kaminga's better at it. The size also helps, but the defensive the, the reason that either of them are going to be out there in the playoffs is is the defensive stuff. Sure. All right, Timmy, let's get next one. Yo, uh, what a game, huh? I mean. It was very fun in games, like, uh, in the first half. I thought they were going to run away with the 30-point lead in the uh, second half and just sit uh, guys, rest Draymond, Looney, and everybody. But it turned kind of ugly real quick. And usually it's always like Poole or Clay making the dumb errors. But (laughs) I don't know what happened. It was just kind of, like, weird. And then... Just like that, I thought they were going to lose the game. And my hottest take is, I thought this was going to be where Steve Kerr would blow up, kind of, because um, he can't take the f- fucking stupid mistakes by Jordan Poole anymore. But overall, it was a good game for game from Kaminga, really, really good coming out party, so really happy with the win. Oh, yeah, and then I just don't want to react anymore because this is just like yo like they make so many dumb errors I'm kind of done with it but thanks for taking my call bye appreciate you bro um I have a take on this go for it so when I was watching the game so I don't know what the the home road thing is like that I just I don't have that figured out I this goes beyond the role players play better at home like it's not, yeah it's, i mean it's too extreme i don't know what it is like something i don't know like, if it's uh, random i don't know what it is but it's a little random so it feels like so i'm watching this game and I, I kept seeing like as the warriors are are tricking it off in the fourth i kept thinking like you know the the old uh, uh arizona cardinals coach and stanford coach dennis green right. right they are who we thought they were like that's i i kept thinking that for the warriors like put steph aside obviously steph is maybe the best player in the league uh, but put Steph aside for right now. It seems like the road is just a disaster. I don't know why. And home is the Warriors like tend to win, right? They have the best home record in the league. But it feels like even with or without Steph, they kind of play to the level of their competition and need to feel like something, need to feel challenged, need to feel mentally you stimulated, feel, invigorated. Blood. They need yeah. a they need a challenge, right? The Celtics game, the Memphis sure. game. You know, like obviously the Lakers had their attention in the opener and it's the ring ceremony. Like it feels like the Warriors need some external, and maybe this is the championship hangover. But even at home, with or without Steph, it feels like the Warriors need something to push their buttons to get them going. Yeah. And All right, Charlotte see. shockingly does not does not qualify. No, it does not. Tim Nor does Indiana, see. right? Nor does Indiana without uh, without was it healed? Turner didn't play. I don't think Halliburton played right, and Nemhart had a, a million. Right, it's just for whatever Nemhart, reason, the Warriors are. I, I don't want to hear his name for the rest of the rest of the time. Um, yeah, I, I said we get out here on that. The Love Warriors it. play tomorrow night. Appreciate everyone who came in, Aaron. Appreciate you, my man. My pleasure. Anytime.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.